G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. God enabled me to go back to a memory of, yeah, when I was about 11 years old, and suddenly I heard a voice, which I believed to be God, and he said to me, look around the room. And I looked and I saw Jesus standing there and he had tears on his cheeks. And I knew that those tears were for me. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, April May is joining us once again to share more of her life journey. She's the author of the book, He is Faithful from A to Z, which contains several stories of how God has been faithful in April's life. However, all did not start off well for April. As a matter of fact, as we heard last time, when she was a child, she went through such horrific abuse that her brain repressed the memories to protect her from the pain. This is a mechanism that God has given us to help cope with extreme trauma. Then, at some later time, those memories may reappear in conscious memory. This is what happened to April several years later. Today, we pick up the story as April is in a dysfunctional marriage, but she has become a Christian and has started down her road to healing. Once again, April May is joining us from her hometown, Perth, in Western Australia, and is chatting with Eric Scadabo. And parents, we just want to remind you that due to some of the adult themes being discussed, today's program is not recommended for young children. April May. What happened to your life after you kneeled down and prayed to the Lord? Yes, I became, uh, someone might have called me a radical Christian. My eyes were completely new. I had felt love and it was very real and it changed my life. And I wanted to tell everybody about this this God that had found me. And I, yeah, he began to restore my memory. One year after that, my entire memory was restored. You're talking about your memories before you were 13, the repressed memories yes. before you were 13. Yes, all my repressed memories were restored. Mm-hmm. Um, God had shown me all of the traumatic things that had happened in my life and every single one, um, he would help me to be healed of the pain of those awful uh, moments in my life. And so my memory was restored within one year and the Holy Spirit was my counsellor. He would guide me through these memories and, yeah, deliver me of the pain that I had endured and, and experienced. So I became a brand new person with a restored memory and no pain from the past. Now, um, my life still had pain because I was in a marriage that, um, in my opinion, got worse and worse as my husband. I had an addiction that became a very big stronghold and it was very, very hard. But God, he was with me 
with me throughout it. He helped me learn how to forgive and how to separate spiritual things from from human beings and how to look at them as human beings who are lost, uh, who are struggling with addictions and strongholds. And I learned how to forgive over and over and over and how to love. We love because he first loved us. Mm. I had received the love of God, so I was able to love even, you know, people who were were hurting me. Um, so God never, he has been with me every single moment of every single day, um, I guess since I was 11. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go back to your repressed memories from before you were yes. 13 years old. So you began to have flashbacks to that period, which you had, because they were so horrific, your, your mind had just blocked them out. And then you're yeah. starting to have these flashbacks. But I think it's really neat how you said the Lord healed you. You had mm. this vision of Jesus. Mm. And I'm reading from your notes. It says, at one point I saw him in my bedroom during a memory when I was about 11 years old and I saw the nail scars in his hands and I saw him literally take the mm. pain from my heart that was caused by the abuse that I had endured. So yes. because he suffered and because he died for you, he can take that yeah. pain away. That's right. That's right. It was a very real experience. So God enabled me to go back to a memory of, yeah, when I was about 11 years old and I I could see that I could see my younger self Mm-hmm. I was uh, lying on the top bunk of a bunk bed and I could hear footsteps coming and I was very, very afraid. I could see myself tense up as a small child and and suddenly I heard a voice, which I believe to be God, and he said to me, look around the room. And so suddenly I became like the child that I could see, which was me on mm-hmm. the top of the bunk mm-hmm. bed. And with with this child's eyes, I began to look around the room and I, I heard the voice say, can you see the dirty washing on the floor? And I looked at the dirty washing on the floor and I said, yes, Lord. And he said, can you see the curtains blowing in the wind at the window? And I looked towards the window and I could see the curtains blowing in the wind. And I said, yes, Lord. And he said to me, look to the corner, the other corner of the room. And I looked and I saw Jesus standing there and he had tears on his cheeks. And I knew that those tears were for me. And I saw his hands had the holes in his hands, Mm -hmm. he said to me, I have taken your pain. Why do you carry it? And there was a transfer. I felt that I could give him the fear. I could give him the, the pain that I had experienced, even in that particular house during those particular years. I gave him the pain that uh, I had felt from the abuse that I had received, which was very sadistic and very tormenting and really, really yucky. Um, I gave him that pain. And what he also uh, revealed to me at that moment was I feel like a lot of people blame God and they say, well, why didn't he stop that? And I feel that Jesus revealed to me that 
he has given every human being a will. Mm-hmm. And that human being has the will to do good or to do evil. And God will always give everyone the chance to do his will, but some people don't want to do his will. They want to do their own will. And such was the case that in this experience or this situation, a person's will had a very traumatic and hurtful effect on my life, but it was not the fault of God. And Jesus took the pain on the cross for such a time as this for me. That is a very real revelation that I received. So you you knew that Jesus was grieved because of the terrible things that happened to you? Yes, yes. And that love that I experienced during that encounter as an adult at 26, it has never left me. Nobody will ever tell me that God does not love me. He loved me when I was 11 years old and he loves me just as much right now. And he loved me when I was in my mother's womb. He absolutely loves me. And bad things happen in this world, but God is there to love and to restore and to give hope and to resurrect and, uh, yeah, to give joy and to give peace and to heal and to redeem, that is that is who he is. In my experiences, despite much trauma and tragedy even, God is completely faithful and full of loving kindness, mercy, grace and healing. He does it time and time again in my life. That's why I write books about it. We're going to get to your books in just a little bit, but let's find out a little Mm -hmm. bit more about what happened to your life after you were 26 years old and had this encounter with the Lord. Yeah, so I'm walking around as a Christian from 26 years old, and about 10 years after that, Mm -hmm. um, it was about 10 years later, I was pregnant with my fifth child, so we'd we'd had four children, and the fifth child, unfortunately... I went for a hospital appointment and they gave the very sad news that uh, our baby had died at um, almost 30 weeks pregnant. And so um, when I gave birth to her, she was born, stillborn, not breathing. Mm. And so we buried our little girl in 2007. Uh, This was by far probably, not probably, by far the most traumatic experience I I have ever endured. And even in the midst of that tragedy, God was revealing his love, his purpose, his plans to me Um, during the labour Uh, God revealed lots of things to me during my labour. He revealed to me that he was going to give me joy during my labour. And it sounds ridiculous, but when I was giving birth to my little girl, I was actually filled with joy. God just gave me this supernatural joy and that he was sovereign and that he was going to 
work this situation for good. There's a scripture in Genesis 50, 20, I think, and it says, the enemy comes to bring harm, but the Lord will turn and use it for good, even for the good of others. I, that is like a life verse for me. And in this particular situation, God was showing me that he was going to take hold of this tragic circumstance and he was going to turn it and use it for good. And it was going to be also for the good of others, which it did. I actually bought a book out called The Baby Who Went Straight to Heaven and it's um, been donated hundreds of copies uh, for children who are suffering grief after a stillborn or miscarried. You're listening to The Story. Our guest today is once again April May, who's the author of the book, He is Faithful from A to Z, which contains several stories of how God has been faithful in April's life. We'll hear more of April's story when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're back with more of April May sharing her life journey that sadly began with her experiencing horrific abuse when she was a child. But as we've heard, God has healed those painful memories that April had repressed for several years. Now, April continues her chat with Eric Scadabo and shares what happened in her life after her last child was stillborn. The next thing we want to talk about is how the Lord has inspired you to become an author and talk about your life and ways of bringing glory to the Lord. Yes. So after uh, I buried my little girl, I started writing a book about that circumstance because I wanted the whole world to know mm-hmm. how incredibly faithful and loving and kind God was to me during that most traumatic experience in my life. And that actually became one chapter of a big book of 79 personal testimonies of his faithfulness throughout my life. And I called it, He is Faithful from A to Z. So it's 26 chapters, one for each letter of the alphabet. And there are 79 personal testimonies of his faithfulness throughout my life. And one of them is the chapter of uh, my little girl. I then uh, went on to write a children's book called Mm -hmm. The Baby Who Went Straight to Heaven. And I wrote it, um, particularly because my four children, I found it very difficult to find any resources to help them through their grief after their little sister died. So I wrote that book for young children whose um, family are struggling with grief after the loss of a loved one, uh, particularly a baby through stillbirth or miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. then I went on um, to write another book based on experiences and encounters that I've had with the Lord um, in more recent times. So, yeah, three books. And, you know, it's funny. I would never, I I told you I left school halfway through year nine. I was 14 years old. I'm quite uneducated and uh, I have a very limited vocabulary. And um, 
my writing is very raw. It's very real. It's very relatable. Yeah. What inspired you to even get into writing? I mean, because of your background and your experiences, yes. some people would say, well, hey, that's that's just too hard. But yet you you did it anyway. It is hard. <laughs> it is very hard. It's a very, very hard. Um, I found it very very difficult to to navigate because I am unlearned and everything I do I have to learn from scratch. Um, but God did God definitely put it on my heart and I guess it all began because I was in a in a new church and they were talking about the faithfulness of God and they were looking for people who would come up and grab a microphone and talk about God's faithfulness and I really felt that I wanted to do that because I've I felt that God has been so incredibly faithful throughout my life in so many areas. And so I began, I asked if I could, um, or I think I was asked, oh, would you like to speak? And I said, yes. And I actually um, became like a bit of a, a guest speaker and I was given quite a chunk of time and I my speech was basically uh, the faithfulness of God in my life and I had one testimony for every letter of the alphabet. So I gave 26 quick testimonies and that became a podcast and the podcast was quite popular and uh, God spoke to me very clearly and said to me, this is a blueprint of a book, mm -hmm. begin writing next year. Uh, so the following year on the 1st of January, I began writing um, from that blueprint of my speaking engagement at that church and it became a, a rather large volume of yeah, I got to 70. I, I, I just kept writing and writing and writing of all these <laughs> wonderful things. And I finished, I, I just stopped one day and thought I should probably count how many I have. And I counted 79 and I thought, oh, I probably should stop now. So I stopped. But there will be a volume too because he continues to be faithful. Wow. I, I just want to make an observation at this point. Now, you had a choice. You could focus on the traumatic events of your childhood and just stay there and be depressed. Or you can focus on all the ways you can be thankful to God for his faithfulness and have so many examples that you have 79 and I think over 500 pages in, in your first book. So, you know, you, you had to make a choice and you chose to focus on God's faithfulness. Yes. And I have that choice every day. Mm -hmm. I had an incident that happened just a few days ago where I was a crying mess and um, I cried out to God and I said, please help me. I have made this big mistake. I'm in a big mess. I don't know how to get out. I'm, I'm so upset and I cried and cried and cried. And once again, <laughs> I have this incredible dream and the Lord shows me where he is and how he's going to help me and what it's going to look like. And the very next day, I woke up in the morning, I got an email from some, um, an organisation, and it was a big surprise. And I felt like it was a gift from God that said, you know what, thank you for reaching out to me continuously. Because you know what, it, it's true, I could stay there. And when I'm in there, when I'm in a state of sadness or I'm overwhelmed or I'm in pain or I'm suffering or I'm struggling, whether it be financial or physical or in my mind, I could stay there. And when I feel like that, I feel like staying there. I feel like I could just sit 
in a, and wallow in self-pity and just drown in my own sorrows. And, you know, um, I feel like when I'm in that place, I almost feel like a target for evil. And, you know, I, I you know, I feel like I'm... I'm forgotten and I'm lonely and I'm never going to get out of this and all of these awful thoughts. But it takes one moment to say, you know what, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to cry out to God and ask him to help me. And he always, always does. And I do believe it's a choice. And sometimes we need people to help us to see that and help us to make that choice. But I am absolutely a walking living example that even in the most tragic circumstances even in the midst of awful trauma god is faithful he can help he is in the business of restoration and resurrection i absolutely cannot tell you that enough yeah i mean so many good points that you're making there and i just want to emphasize the point you just made that every day we need to choose to focus on God's faithfulness and trust him because, uh, you know, we can somehow drift away and just kind of take it for granted and then bad things come along and we need to daily choose to put our faith and trust in him through good and bad. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I think a good prayer to pray is God open my ears, mm. let me hear your voice. And God's voice often sounds like our own voice in our heart or in our mind. And often it's through a worship song. Often it's through a Bible scripture. Um, often it's through somebody who he is sending across our path to speak into our life. His voice can be heard in a number of ways, and I think it's really important to have our our spiritual ears open so that we can hear him and we can acknowledge, wow, that is God speaking to me, mm-hmm. and, and to be listening. Well, unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time, but could you kind of update us on what is happening these days in your life? Yes, I've been given incredible opportunities that... Again, God is just giving me open doors of opportunity. So I have actually uh, got a website now and it is www.aprilmaygems.com and I've actually just started my own radio show uh, whereby Mm. my episodes are called April May Gems and um, it is available on the podcast and what is gems referring to? So gems, gems are words. Um, April May gems are words. Um, my my April May gems motto is mountain top or valley trial. Words can bring a smile. So whatever the season, whatever the reason, let words be your gift. And um, in the radio episodes, I often refer to my books mm-hmm. as a way mm-hmm. of encouraging and imparting hope into people who need to be uplifted and encouraged and um, have hope to believe for better days. Wow. Who would have thought when you were a confused (laughs) 13-year-old and having repressed your memories because your experiences up to that point were so traumatic that 
years later, the Lord would heal you, heal those memories mm -hmm. and those experiences, and get to the point where you're now, well, your, your mess has been turned into a message, and you're bringing hope to other people. Yes, lots and lots of mess, lots and lots of messages. Mm. And I think as a uh, recount of everything, um, God has a purpose and he has a plan. And I believe his purposes and plans are coming to pass in my life simply because I chose to trust him. And um, he's taken everything that I ever go through and he turns it around and he uses it for good and he is now using it for the good of others as well. I think it's wonderful. Amen. Thank you so much, April May, for sharing your story with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Well, that was part two of Eric Scadabo's conversation with April May, who's the author of the book, He is Faithful from A to Z, which contains several stories of how God has been faithful in April's life. To find out more about April and her books, you can go to her website, which is aprilmaygems.com. Once again, that's aprilmaygems.com. Also, once again, if you can identify with any aspect of April's story and would like someone to pray with, our prayer line is 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. We'd love to pray with you on that number. Once again, 1-800-772-936. Finally, we'll end today with what April says has been her life verse. It's Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, where Joseph is talking to his brothers who had thrown him in a pit and sold him as a slave. Joseph said to them, you planned something evil for me, but God produced something good from it in order to save the lives of many people, just as he's doing today. Yes, God can produce something good out of evil, just like he did in April's life. God never intended the evil to happen, like the abuse April experienced in her childhood, and that was evident in the tears she saw running down Jesus' cheeks in her vision. But God produced something good out of that evil. And April's many books and her testimony to this faithfulness are just some of the good that has come out of that evil. She continues to be a blessing to many today. Well, thanks for joining us for part two of April May's remarkable story of God triumphing over evil. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.